smells like that. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I mean, these people try to overturn American democracy. We saw it. He led the effort in the House. And Willie, and then they're shocked. The question, why are they shocked? Because they don't want to talk about it. Right. Because they're already planning. They've already got this figured out. They've got Donald Trump's guy in there. And they're going to steal this election in the House of Representatives with this speaker who led. You say, shut up. We're not going to shut up. You shut up. <laughs> if you, if, if, if you want to overturn American democracy, we don't want to hear what you have to say. So keep it to yourself. But we'll never shut up. Because these are the people that tried to end the American experiment because their guy didn't win. Because a failed reality TV show host didn't win. So that th those are the stakes. That's really what's happened. Donald Trump has found the guy that will gladly pave the way to an autocracy where democratic elections don't matter. Anybody that knows me will tell you this is true. I am a rule of law guy. I made a, a career defending the rule of law. I respect the rule of law. When the Supreme Court issued the Obergefell opinion, that became the law of the land, okay? I respect the rule of law, but I also genuinely love all people, regardless of their lifestyle choices. This is not about the people themselves. I, I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's a curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. That's what I believe. And so that's I your no personal worldview. my personal worldview. But here's the thing. Everybody comes to the House of Representatives with deep personal convictions. But all of our personal convictions are not going to become law. That's, this is a, a, a big body of people. There's 435 members in the House. You have to argue and find consensus and all of that. So I have no agenda other than what's best for the American people and to defend the rule of law. And that's what we're doing. So I sat down with him. He had, you know, this Ned Flanders vibe that seems to be the main reason that he got unanimous support. I mean, it's truly baffling to me uh, that that uh, people had to Google him. Senators had to Google him. Uh, it, to me, it was it was very clear that he was, despite that Ned Flanders vibe, uh, a fire breathing conservative, part of uh, a movement that was once a fringe part of the Republican coalition. It was always part of that coalition dating back about 55, 51 years, um, but, but is now rapidly moving into the center. And so some of the things that he told me in the hour that we spent together, and I was able to find a 27 page transcript, uh, which I wrote about for New York Magazine today. Uh, he told me that the coarsening of society, particularly legalized abortion, uh, has led people to believe that life has no meaning. And that's how you get school shooters. That part is a direct quote. Um, he also told me that he was feeling optimistic that soon Republicans would outnumber Democrats, or he said pro-life voters would outnumber pro-choice voters because, quote, pro-choice people abort their babies and eventually uh, and now I'm paraphrasing, eventually he, they would outnumber pro-choice voters. Um, maybe he realized that that wouldn't work. Um, and that's why he wanted to throw out the votes of people who disagreed with yeah. him, uh, didn't vote for Donald Trump. But needless to say, at the time, it was hard to imagine that somebody like him would be second in line at the succession for presidency within eight years. So, yeah, the, I mean, these things are, are decided in the House, Willie. 
So Donald Trump has his guy. He has the anti-democracy guy sitting in the speaker's chair. I mean, I saw some press conference, just a clip where a reporter asked a question. Uh, Everybody started screaming. Yeah. Yep. What I, I, I actually I almost said a word that I've said on this air a couple of times. I'll just say what fools. Who do they think we are? Who do they think Americans? Do they think Americans are that stupid? They're all election deniers up there. And they're mad at the press for bringing up the fact that Donald Trump now has his tool to move us towards an autocratic state where democratic elections don't matter. He's already done it. He led the charge to overturn a presidential election. So, yeah, we know what's going to happen. And we know all of these presidential elections end up in the House. Donald Trump's thinking, I got this. And election denialism has been so normalized and accepted as a part of our Republican culture or Trumpist culture, yeah. we can say, that when a simple question is asked, based on your history, new Mr. Speaker, do you believe Joe Biden's the president of the United States? The reporter is booed, literally booed by members of Congress. One woman standing next to Johnson told her to shut up, uh-huh. shouting at the reporter, boo, you know, you're reliving in the past, all the rest of it. No, we're, so, we're actually, we're worried about the future. And so I think John now, as, as we all know, this election is going to be close either way. If it's Trump against Joe Biden, it's going to be slim margins again in Arizona and Michigan and Georgia and all those places. And we're going to see a replay. Matt Gates, who led the coup against Kevin McCarthy, was quoted this week saying this whole process was asked about what a messy thing it's been for He said it wasn't messy. I'm paraphrasing. He's like, this was, this was a success because we have a better MAGA representative in there now. He has said it out loud. That was the plan to get someone in there who, if this comes out of the, a close election, is, and they all seem to be, if it's a matter of a few thousand votes here or there and the House plays a role, Donald Trump has his guy in place. But here's the key, Brendan. <laughs> and we talked about this last time. They have successfully, in their own conference, imposed minority will on the conference. They have a vanguardist vision of how to do this. They tried to impose a minority president on the United States. They then had a rump faction of eight votes that broke the conference, and when Steve Scalise won the internal vote, they said, no, we don't accept it. They have gotten their way as a minoritarian vanguardist movement at many steps. They think they could do it for the whole government. Absolutely. But they, they can't on the on the policy matters. <laughs> yes, and the, yeah, the thing is, all of the things that you talked about in your in your monologue about who he is, Republicans don't bat an eye about that stuff. All oh, the things no, you listed are pretty like mainstream for the conference yeah, sure. right now. The reality is you just can't make those things policy. Now, they can stop things. And I think we need to be very concerned about the ability of the House to process funding for Ukraine. They, they can not do things, yeah. but actually proactively bringing bills to the floor on, on abortion. They already did that. It was the first thing the House did. This yep. Congress was a series of bills on abortion. So, like, that's not changing, but it's not going anywhere. Now, what 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 would happen potentially if Mike Johnson is speaker of the House when we need to certify the next presidential election? Keep a close eye on that. Yes. In, in terms of, like, <laughs> imposing their will on Medicare and Social Security, I, I don't think you need to be, lose much sleep about it, Chris. Nothing else in the world smells like that. Come on, move, move, move. 
I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You know, one time we had a hail bomb for 12 hours. When it was all over, I walked up. We didn't find one of them, not one stinking big body. Smell, you know, that gasoline smell. The whole hill. Smells like victory. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The smell of napalm in the morning. It is Friday, 27 October, the Overlord 2023. It smells like victory. Mike Johnson, they asked him his worldview. He said, read the Bible. Suck on that. How about that? Complete and total meltdown in the imperial capital. I want to bring in uh, Jack Posobiec. We got uh, war news we have to talk about. But Poso, you and your family are devout Catholics, and, uh, and you have a biblical worldview. What is it about Joe Scarborough and all of the secular humanists, agnostics, atheists, Marxists, uh, the hate America crowd, they are, and we're going to get into it. Mike Johnson is certainly not perfect, as none of us are. We're going to get into some policy things that are popping up already because there's going to be disagreements. But his, when he lays out that he has a biblical worldview, which, quite frankly, is the worldview that built this nation, founded this nation, and built this nation, why are they losing it? Well, Steve, they're losing it because it's exactly that, that this is uh, the Western tradition is based around three separate qualities. Okay, Greek philosophy, Roman law and the values of the Bible. This is how our civilization was built. This is how our civilization was created. This is how the United States of America was created from nothing after its discovery. And so. The idea that these values would be able to find their way back into the very leadership, the very core of our government, whether it be from any position, whether it's Trump, whether it's the sky, whether it's somebody else, whether it's the war room posse, the fact that people who actually believe in the core values that built our entire civilization are coming back to power terrifies them because these are the anti-civilizational forces that have been working to destroy Western civilization for the last 60 years through their long march through the institutions in the name of tolerance, in the name of equity, in the name of reform, in the name of whatever name they come up with for the latest thing. What have they been doing? They've been working to destroy our cities. They've been working to destroy our families. They've been working to destroy, by the way, our country's national 
security. And in doing so, we've seen how they've broken the bonds of our communities, broken the bonds of our families, twisted the minds of our children. And the first thing they did, Steve, I'm going to point this out very clearly. The very first thing they did was fight to remove God from the public square. Because once you remove God, once you remove the moral fabric of a nation, then you can replace it with anything. This is why they came for God first, because Steve, when movements like this get going, God is always the first thing they come for, because they know that a religious people, a people who believe in God, a people who have a direct spiritual connection with their creator, cannot be reprogrammed or deprogrammed, as Hillary Clinton says she wants to send of all of us, like Doug Mackey, who they're throwing behind bars, Owen Schroyer, who's in solitary confinement right now, Steve. Right now, Brother Owen is in solitary confinement in a federal correction institution because he refused to get vaccinated, so they locked him up, and he's in solitary confinement because he would not bend. Do you understand that's somebody who believes God? That's where they want to put you. That's where they want to put me. That's where they want to put Trump. That's where they want to put all of us. But it's not going to work because God is coming back. Uh, Jack, can you hang on? Just I want to take you through the break. Uh, Jack, we're going to go through uh, we're going to go through uh, the war and some issues on Ukraine. But but uh, real quickly. Just give the audience a heads up. Now it's a full on for the last 24 hours about his biblical worldview and how they think he's outside. He's extreme. He's outside the norm. What is the next? What's the next way they come from Mike Johnson? How are they going to double down on this? Well, Steve, they're, they're going to double down on Johnson by saying that he's, you know, they're going to go after his religion. I'm sure they'll go after what, what church he went to. They'll, you'll see the same thing they did with Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, they'll go into organizations that he was involved with, uh, cases that he took up in the past, like we saw with the same-sex marriage case that he was fighting uh, in the past as a litigator. So they're going to go through his entire record brick by brick by brick and do, every, do the work because they're a little behind the eight ball in painting him as an extremist. He's, he's not an extremist by any road. By the way, he's just a Bible-believing Southerner, right? There's probably, like, all the millions of other Southern gentlemen that are down there. I think he's pretty middle uh, of the road when it comes like, to his policies like, like, and, and a lot of these beliefs like, as well. Two-thirds two, two, two of the military. Uh, Jack, hang on. Yes. We're going to get into the Third World War next with Jack Vesovic. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer... If you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. 
Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon, 989898. Text it right now. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, morning Mika today. Morning Joe lost it like we've never seen before. I think it's a 10 or 12-minute screed. We're going to try to break it down because you have to hear this. They are, to the core of their being, rattled. Now, Chris Hayes in the, in the night crew at MSNBC, they fully understand what the battle plan has been. A minoritarian vanguard. It's not that our beliefs or the support is minoritarian, but our access to the levers of power through representatives were. But that's why this audience and on the Charlie Kirk show and on Human Events Daily with Posobiec, that kind of power block uh, with the war room posse and you volunteers have changed the direction of American history again, and they're losing it. And we did it in the fact that you represent 80 or 90 percent of the voters in the Republican Party. And now that finally came to fruition and you see the change. You're going to see a lot more changes on leadership. Uh, Posobiec, before I get into the war and the issues on Ukraine, because we are going to have some issues, I think, with leadership. And we have to be blunt about that. Um, your assessment of the minoritarian vanguard. Well, Steve, they're they're telling you the quiet part out loud. Remember, they smear who they fear. You're taking the most flack when you're right over the target. And that's exactly where the war room audience is, the populist Americans are. Because, Steve, remember, this isn't about Donald Trump or Mike Johnson or Steve Bannon or Jack Posobiec. This is about the regular working class families of this country having a seat at the table and actually having the ability to say what happens in their country, the decisions of their government. You know, Lincoln, and he told us, for the people, of the people, by the people, right? And so if that's true, why is it that we can't have a, 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 a leader, that we can't have leaders in this country that talk about the American people first, the same way they talk about people in foreign lands thousands of miles away. I know that there are terrible things going on in the world. There's atrocities, there's war, there's earthquakes, there's famine, there's pestilence, disease. I get it. But you know what? The people of this country elect leaders to represent them first. And when I see the American people being, uh, being misused, being abused, being ripped off left and right, it makes me wonder who it is exactly that these people in Washington, D.C. and in the swamp are working for. And so when you have this minoritarian, it's so clear. The tyranny of the minoritarians, Steve, they understand what's actually going on, that the work the posse is doing now is paving the way for the return of Donald Trump to the presidency. The interregnum will be over, and his triumphant return on January 20th, 2025, as you love to say, Steve, at high noon with his hand in the air on the Bible 
will signify the final defeat of this regime, of these crooked demonic forces. That is why they're terrified about us talking about the Bible again. That's why they're terrified about people picking up rosaries. Remember, that's why they're sending FBI agents after the traditional Catholics for praying our rosaries in Latin every day. That's why the forces of darkness have been aligned against us, because they can see it all coming back. And how strange is it, right? Of course, and and Trump talks about this himself all the time, that a guy like Donald Trump would be leading a movement like that, which has so much spiritual undertones to it, for a guy who hasn't exactly been, you know, your textbook, your textbook Christian in his past. But we see throughout history that God works through imperfect people like this in order to achieve great things. And the greatest achievement of all time will be the restoration of the American Republic and really the founding of the new American Republic. All of this is just around the corner. And all we have to do is hold fast. Hold fast and stay frosty because right now we are winning. The energy has shifted and the momentum is swinging back our way. Uh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Great summary. I want to pivot now. To, uh, we, we, how do we avoid getting sucked in to an expanding uh, a war? Well, number one, we have uh, there's a big problem in China right now. The military defense minister uh, sacked after missing for two months. You've just had the uh, the death of one of the f- uh, previous uh, presidents and premiers. That always leads to disruption. She's trying to, on a consolidation play. You have the Americans. We're doubling down in Iraq and places like that, putting in more air defense systems. We just launched an air attack last night, not missiles, air attack. Uh, and now you've got the situation with Ukraine where it looks like uh, leader uh, the Speaker uh, Johnson is working with Crenshaw, and maybe, I don't know, they sent 12 questions to, to, to Biden, kind of a, a mini War Powers Act. Give, give me your perspective on the whole thing. Well, I'd, I'd much rather, I don't know about these 12 questions. I'd like to see 12 demands, and if the 12 demands aren't met, then you don't get one red cent from the American people that get sent over to this war in Ukraine that is increasingly a losing proposition. And even Senator J.D. Vance has uh, posted a tweet about this, talking about it, saying, um, you know, the new speaker has been stalwart on the Ukraine issue, voting consistently against endless conflict with no plan from the Biden administration. It's concerning to see him change his tune so quickly after being elevated to this role, Steve. It's the point is that people need to understand what we're seeing in China, the death of Li Keqiang. This is a guy who all the way back in, you know, 08, 09, 2010, everybody was talking. There were two candidates for the chairmanship of the CCP. There were two. There was Li Keqiang and there was Xi Jinping. Okay, and Li Keqiang was seen as the moderate. He was seen as the one that would come in and would continue the technocratic slow growth, the Jiang Zemin, Hu Jintao kind of track that the CCP had been on since the 1990s all the way up. But Li Keqiang didn't win. Xi Jinping won, and Xi Jinping became the party chairman. And we have seen what Xi Jinping has done to take not only the party, the judicial system, the judges, the uh, municipal security bureaus throughout all of China, and now, of course, the military, the last bastion, the, the military, he's making sure that his 
loyal supporters are being put in every single position of the military. And, he's, and of course, he purged this minister of defense because the minister of defense wasn't seen as completely loyal to Xi Jinping. So you're seeing this over and I call it turbo China. Right, I call it Turbo China. I know there's some other, you know, China watchers out there who say, "Oh, China's about to collapse," and Peter Zihan is with a little man bun up there going on Rogan. Oh, China's about to collapse. Xi Jinping has no idea. No, Xi Jinping knows exactly what he's doing. You guys don't get it. You have no clue. You've been calling for China to collapse for 20 years, and they keep getting stronger because they're playing the long game. They are sitting back, playing the long game consolidating power, encircling the world, right? The tentacles of the dragon. We did the whole series, China Files. You guys aren't looking at this. One belt, one road. Guess what? The belt just got tighter. And when we see Russia, when we see Iran, Steve, I came on here one week ago, and I said all of these attacks are inextricably linked. And I said what it is, they're conducting probing attacks looking for the vulnerabilities in American air defenses. You think these are the real attacks? These little, these little plinkers, these little like one, one-off shots that they're doing? Steve, even in their probing attacks, they've been able to penetrate U.S. air defenses on these bases. That, we're not talking about proxy forces. We're not talking about contractors. We're not talking about, you know, like you know, the people in Ukraine where we're, you know, we're funding them, but we're not there. No, this is actual uniformed U.S. military service members serving on these bases overseas. And we can have a much longer discussion about why we have so many bases in the Middle East, especially at the Conoco oil fields. Uh, but that's a, different, that's a topic for another day, perhaps. But the fact of the matter is they're there. And our adversaries understand this. These aren't even the real attacks yet. That's why you're seeing the air defense go in so quickly. And you got Biden on the phone blubbering up there. Please, please, BB, please hold off on the ground offensive because they know the minute BB crosses that line into the Gaza Strip. And I've said this before, the Middle East views everything that Israel does as being at the behest of the United States. Mohammed Atta, when he flew that plane into the tower on 9-11, said, I'm doing this for the Palestinian people, okay? They view it as inextricably linked. You can have your own opinion on it. That's fine, but that's not what they think. And believe me, I've been to Guantanamo Bay. I've heard it from their own mouth. So when they're talking about this, Steve, the minute the BB crosses that line, it's going to be open season on every American soldier, airman, marine, sailor, anywhere in the AOR, and potentially even any American citizen anywhere in the world. By the way, people doing these little tours in Europe and you're going around. Oh, guess what Europe's full of right now? Oh, that's right. Sleeper cells. So guess what? So guess what? You better be flying, you know, be careful about flying the, the red, white, and blue when you're overseas in one of these areas because they are going to put the word out that the move is on and every American is going to become a target in this situation. And guess what? This is exactly what Hamas wanted. This is what Iran wants. They want America overextended. They want America to be involved in two wars at the same time because they know, despite what Joe Biden says on 60 Minutes, the stupid little Scott Pelley, we can't afford to be into it. We already said that we ran out of munitions for the United States military to backfill our own supplies and stockpiles. Then we took munitions, the artillery shells, from Israel, put them up into Ukraine. Now we said, oh, whoops, no, we got to pull those back because now Israel's under attack because they saw us do that. And they said, oh, we're going to put the munitions everywhere. Where are they all coming from, Steve, when we've outsourced our complete manufacturing base to, oh, wait, let me think again. That's right, the People's Republic of China. It's all connected. And Steve, they understand it. They've been running the game on us the whole time. We thought that we were the ones playing them. No, it's been the other way around. 
unrestricted warfare. Jack, if I can just ask you to hold uh, for a quick commercial break, I just want okay. to, I got to get your input into Ukraine. I know uh, I know JD Vance, uh, Senator Vance, looks to you, uh, respects your opinion, and uh, uh, Senator Vance has come out with a pretty brutal tweet about uh, about Johnson. This is off of Jonathan Martin's story. Jonathan Martin reports the new speaker is sounding more like McConnell than MTG on some comments that uh, Speaker Johnson made about Ukraine. J.D. Vance puts up, to his great credit, the new speaker has been a stalwart on the Ukraine issue, voting consistently against an endless conflict with no plan from the Biden administration. It's concerning to see him change his tune so quickly after being elevated to his new role. We'll discuss this with Jack Posobiec after a quick commercial break. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Uh, Jack, Ukraine. Uh, Speaker Johnson has, you know, made some statements that, uh, you know, we got to show the world we're standing by Ukraine. Some of the more of the happy talk you've heard from previous people. It may be just the fact he stepped into the office and, and feels he's got to play the game for a while. He's been adamant. He's been a no vote and one of the hardest people about no more money to Ukraine. Where do you think we stand? Well, Steve, I think we've got to, you know, trust but verify in all of these situations. All right. These people get into D.C. They have all the happy talk until they get into the seats of power. But once you get into that hot seat, once you are the person that the spotlight is on, then it is your decisions that you will be judged by. It is your actions you will be judged by. So I hear the happy talk. I heard all the Hannity interview and I've got lots of comments that I could say about it. But I'm going to say this simply. What are you going to push? What are you going to stop? What are you going to vote on? What are you going to investigate? What are you going to put forward? Explain to us what the plan is. And I would say this to Biden. I would say it to the House Republicans. I would say it to leadership, all of it. What is the plan? What is the desired end state currently? Because the counteroffensive 
that Ukraine spent how much money on, how many billions of our dollars that we could have been using, by the way, pull back the 60 million and call up your rep and say, I don't want to ban guns. I want to take the 60 million from Ukraine, 60 billion from Ukraine, and use it to build a giant, massive uh, nationwide complex of mental institutions that we can put in these nut jobs that say they're listening to the shadow people. Why don't we put 60 billion towards that so we don't have people getting shot up at bowling alleys anymore? So that's number one. Number two, when it comes down to it, you can say whatever you want on Hannity. You can say whatever you want on Twitter. All right. I can say stuff. J.D. Vance can say we can all say things. Right. But when you're put in a position of leadership, you will be judged on your record and you will be judged on your actions. That is where I will hold accountability. So if you tell me that these people of Ukraine, these men, these boys that are being sent into the trenches right now up against the Russian army, the Russian army that is now pummeling them in the city of Avdivka, the city where we were told that Ukraine was going to have this big punch through and they're going to be in Crimea by Christmas and all this stuff, and it's gone. And instead, just look at it by the numbers, Steve. This was supposed to be the year of the big Ukrainian counterpunch. Ukraine actually lost more territory to Russia this year on net. Russia took territory when they weren't even running a counteroffensive this entire year while Ukraine was supposed to be running theirs. That's how bad this counteroffensive is going. You look at the demographics, you look at the numbers, explain to me how Ukraine even survives as a country after this. Okay, maybe you can get a couple of territories back. Fine, I get it. But when you're sending thousands of people to their deaths in the charnel house, in the slaughterhouse, right now in eastern Ukraine, where they speak Russian anyway. My question is, who does this actually benefit? Because when I see those new graveyards being built up in Kiev, when I see the blue and gold flags going up all over so far, you can't even see the end of it. It's as far as the eye can see all the way to the horizon line. My question is, what happens to those families? What happens to those children that don't grow up without a father, those women that don't have a husband who comes home? What happens to the country of Ukraine after that? And so when you're telling me, oh, we just got to send them more money, we just got to send them more weapons. Meanwhile, they're running the whole, Steve, it's so bad they killed Putin again. It's so bad that they're running this, this ridiculous narrative that Putin's dead again. They, I saw the one this morning. They're saying they cryogenically froze Putin's body. And the one that you're actually seeing in all these, uh, all these meetings, that's the fake Putin is rolled out again. That's how bad they're in the mumble tank. And this is Daily Mail and the Murdoch Post are pushing this crap again because every time they kill Putin, Every, and I think this is Putin's fifth death throughout the entire war. So every time they kill Putin, that's how you know Ukraine is losing. And people say, why is it that I can see videos of Israel and see these videos, and truly horrific videos out of Gaza as well, right? We have to, we have to say there are horrific videos on both sides. It's just true. And there's a lot of civilians that are being killed. There's Christians that are being killed in Gaza. I know people don't like to hear that. It's kind of an inconvenient fact. But guess what? It's true. There are Christians that are being killed because they're in Gaza and they are being killed. They're Palestinian, but they're also Orthodox Christians, some of the oldest Orthodox Christian communities in the world. Steve, we're getting videos out of there because you've got people on the ground that are posting it. We don't get videos out of Ukraine because it shows who was winning. It shows who's actually winning in Ukraine. This isn't Vietnam. This isn't World War II. This is prime time. Okay, this is prime time. It's not the Gulf War with CNN. This is a new day, and everyone is, in die- everyone is dying, and it is in the palm of your hand to behold that little piece of glass that you have right in your pocket. Uh, Jack, have people get to uh, Human Events Daily, how they get to your Twitter, because uh, you've been on top of this, and it's only going to get more intense. 
we must stop the Ukraine funding. First off, Johnson's with us to bifurcate Israel, Ukraine, and particularly Ukraine from the border, uh, from this, the phony money they want to put on the border. But just look at Ukraine. If they stick by the Hastert rule, if they stick by the Hastert rule, this will never be able to come to the floor because the majority of the conference is against it. Jack, where do they go to, to follow you? Look, Steve, you, you can go ahead and post it. And, and one thing that I'm going to start doing as well on, on, on Twitter, we're going to do this on Getter, is because we've seen these atrocities. We've seen them in Gaza. Gaza is becoming the new Dresden of the Levant. It's the Dresden of the Levant with these bombings. We're going to post the videos. We're going to post it the, the same way we posted the kibbutz murders before anybody else did. And you know what else I'm going to start posting, Steve? Because people want to, this is the new, the new language of the land. We're going to go back to posting the cartel videos. You want to see real atrocities? Let's talk about what the cartels are doing on both sides of the American border, of the people that are being killed, the people who are being executed, the people who are getting their heads chopped. You want to talk about beheadings? Let's talk about the beheadings that are going on right now on the southern border in our own backyard that nobody wants to talk about. You want to do a little 5G warfare? Well, Poso can do a little 5G warfare. I'll see you at 2 p.m. Wow. Jack Posovic, be live on Real America's Voice Human Events daily following the Charlie Kirk Show, which follows us 2 p.m. Jack, look forward to seeing it. Thanks, brother. God bless, Steve. Poso on fire, Poso on fire this morning. Must have had something to do with that biblical worldview of Johnson. Quite inspirational. E.J. and Tony, I know you've got a biblical worldview, too, from the Catholic perspective. But your article on Fox News gets us into the, uh, into the nitty-gritty of a reality. This is a spiritual war, uh, but it's fought in the, uh, in the material plane. Um, I should say it's much of it is fought in the spiritual plane. Tell me about the bombshell, the Treasury bombshell. We, we're trying to we're trying to make sure in this fight that folks understand whether it is the expanding Third World War, the invasion on our southern border, which is the most massive invasion in the history of American of the American um, uh, our nation. Uh, underlying this is the financial collapse of our country. You've done a magnificent piece on a bombshell at a treasury and the best is yet to come or the worst is yet to come. Walk me through it. Certainly, Steve. Well, thank you for having me. A a lot of what's in that piece are are things that we've already talked about on your show, namely the fact that Treasury is borrowing at an absolutely breakneck pace and that this is not by any means sustainable. And although the the latest report shows that they borrowed $1.7 trillion in the last year, there are a lot of accounting gimmicks going on. And in reality, it's a $2 trillion deficit. And as you said, the worst is yet to come because we are continuing to borrow more and more each day. You know, we highlighted uh, at the beginning of this month that the Treasury was very likely going to borrow over $500 billion in October 2023. Guess what? They passed that a couple of days ago, which is more than double what they borrowed in the entire month of October 2022 last year. So things are getting worse, not better, unfortunately, and it's all because the Biden administration is hell-bent on spending us into oblivion, and we are just spending far more than we take in as a government. And that's what's leading to all this borrowing and this deficit debt spiral that we're getting into. It's, it's, it's also, in addition, and you, you called this when we talked about it, and you see about the phoniness of, oh, 4.9% growth. You don't see Wall Street talking a lot about that this morning because it's phony. It's all government spending. The reason is the reality is the tax revenues. They had a six, almost a $600 billion miss on the tax revenues. 
Folks, Kim.com, who's a huge influencer on, um, on Twitter, uh, and a guy Elon Musk follows a lot, the guy that owns Twitter, much to his regret, um, came out yesterday about the $600 billion in October, said the last 30 days, $600 billion of new borrowing, right, blown through in every projection, and he said it's the end. He wouldn't – the next president – it doesn't matter who the next president is, even saying if Trump came back. And I've said, hey, even with Trump's business savvy uh, and all the tools in the toolbox, it's going to be brutal because, EJ, you nailed it. It's the refinancing of – it's the fresh financing of the new deficit and the refinancing of the old debt is now starting to spiral out of control, sir. So what is to be done? Oh, Steve, there's absolutely only one thing you can do, and that's to cut the spending. The reason for that is because the interest rates are, are largely out of the Treasury's control. Now, that's in the hands of the Fed, but the Fed has only two choices. Either A, they can continue with the monetary tightening, which will kill the inflation, but it's going to drive infl- it's going to drive interest rates through the roof for the Treasury because the Treasury is borrowing so much. The alternative is to just give money to the Treasury for them to spend, but that's going to send inflation right back up. So that's where the Fed's at. So the Treasury has to cut their spending and borrowing. It's the only way out of this mess. You know, Janet Yellen just the other day was talking about how uh, she and Biden are working on a plan, allegedly, that is going to bring the cost of servicing the debt down to just 2% or less of GDP. There's only two ways to reduce the cost of servicing the debt. You either have to reduce the debt or reduce interest rates. Well, we just explained how reducing interest rates is really not an option right now. So are you telling me that Janet Yellen and Joe Biden are planning on reducing the debt? I don't think so. And Janet Yellen just said at the same time, we have America has enough capacity to fund Ukraine and to fund Israel and fund all the things they want to do, no mention of, of the southern border. We have the village. This is why the fight's in front of us right now, the Ukraine supplemental. Remember, it's a supplemental, $100 billion, $106 billion supplemental, over and above the trillion dollars of defense that's in appropriations. We've got the CR that's right upon us. They're going to fight for the, to make sure we don't have an omnibus. All of these fights, and you're going to be in it, we, we're, you don't need to, we don't need to call right now. We're going to wait and, and hit with a tsunami next week. But this is going to be – this is where this fight's going to be. The fight's going to be right now enough, enough happy talk, invasion of the southern border, uh, a capital market situation that's spinning out of control, inability to sell the bonds unless you jack the interest rates up. And this is with the world on fire. Normally it would be the, 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 the going to the safe haven, right, it would be the United States. They're still having a tough time selling the bonds. EJ, how do people, you've got great charts, great analysis up all the time. Uh, and one of the reasons I want to put the Fox thing up, you were on this weeks and weeks and weeks on the worm, and that's what we appreciate. Uh, appreciate you so much. Where do people go to stay up on everything that you're doing? Oh, best place to find me is going to be on Twitter. The handle is at real EJ Antoni. EJ, fantastic. Look forward to having you back on here, breaking this down. Thank Let you me for reiterate. Thanks, brother. We have um, Speaker Johnson lays it out in, in the interview last night. He has a biblical worldview. When they're, they're pressuring him about this and about that, he says, hey, read the Bible. You'll understand my worldview. That is a sea change in Washington, D.C. This is what this fight over many, many years, but this is what this fight particularly over the last nine months has been about. And they are absolutely freaking out. 
and they're going to come after Johnson like you've never seen before. They've already come after President Trump, unprecedented what they're doing to President Trump. You watch what they do to Mike Johnson and what they do to try to browbeat and keep Mike Johnson in line with their beliefs. That is why uh, this audience, uh, this show, uh, the Charlie Kirk, the Jack Posobiec, all of it, more important than ever, because now the fight really starts. Victory begets victory, but now comes the fight. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in a moment. I am the last person on earth to nag you about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't. And you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable and field of greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust field of greens to help me stay healthy. Field of greens works fast. You feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take field of greens. Now, let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com. Code Bannon. Take agency. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we've got these, uh, we have this fight, and I want to go back to J.D. Uh, Vance. i, I got to read this again because it's quite important. Uh, Senator Vance has been on this. Remember, he's been one of the leaders in the populist nationalist movement. This is off of uh, a, um, a Jonathan uh, Martin uh, the new speaker sounding, and Jonathan Martin, I think over at the uh, New York Times now, uh, the new speaker sounding more like McConnell than MTG, quote, we can't, can't allow Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there and it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We're not going to abandon them. Well, we would strongly disagree with the speaker there. That is the neocons pitch. Uh, first off, we have to make a better show in Taiwan right now because the CCP is looking at that as they're, they're in back of the Persians and sucking us into this Middle East war. And uh, and you saw we're doing airstrikes now, what, in Iraq against uh, the, the, cause the Persians are hitting our air defenses because we have troops there? Why do we have troops there? The Iraq war is already lost. Are we tr- oh, that's right. We've got the Conoco oil fields. Have the, we have big oil fields. Well, why don't they get their own security? What, what, why are we paying for that and putting American kids up there? J.D. Vance, Senator Vance, let me repeat this. To his great credit, the new speaker has been a stalwart on the Ukraine issue, voting consistently against an endless conflict with no plan from the Biden administration. It's concerning to see him change his tune so quickly after being elevated to his, uh, to his new role. Um, 
they have he's put uh, Crenshaw kind of in charge of this. Never a good sign. Crenshaw has gone, as we've said, you have to have the Biden uh, regime come forward under like a War Powers Act <clears throat> and give us the exact uh, plan of what they're trying to accomplish in Ukraine. Also in the Middle East war, but let's start in Ukraine. Let's start there. Because here's the thing. It's $120, $113, 120000000000 we've already put in. And remember, you're underwriting their entire government. That includes their pensions, includes their health care. And I'd like you to check that with your pension and your health care. Check it. Until American citizens get it all, we shouldn't be putting a penny out to any foreign country, any foreign country, to pay for their pensions and their health care. Zero. Nada. The null set. It's outrageous. So you're underwriting, you know Zelensky's guys are stealing with both hands. It's an open secret. It's an open secret. They're laughing in your face where they take the money down to Monaco where they have it. They've got it all throughout, uh, not the state of Georgia here, but the country of Georgia where they have these beautiful, uh, what, DACAs, right? They've got all this. The, the oligarchs are stealing money with, with two hands and laughing at you. Then you've got the military situation. Jack Posobiec says, how come we haven't seen any real video for the place? We put in $113 billion. Why do we not know what really where we stand on the war? It's not the MSNBC clowns, Stavridis, and these guys have been dead wrong in this thing from the beginning. We've been right. They've been dead wrong. Dead wrong. I mean, not even a close. Dead wrong. The same happy talk from Iraq, from the military in Iraq, from the military in Afghanistan, and in Vietnam. And look, you can't blame this on the politicians. were bad enough. They were terrible. The young volunteers, the generation that volunteered and died and fought and bled, were magnificent. Valor and courage uh, of, uh, as good as or better any generation we've had in this country. I know this. I remember Michael Pack made a movie I was uh, honored to produce it for him called The Last 600 Meters, which was about First Fallujah, Najaf, and Second Fallujah. And we showed that to the Marine Raiders, many of these guys in their 80s and 90s, uh, from Peleliu and Tarawa. You know, Tim Burchett's dad, who was a Marine there, but these are the Marine Raiders, the, the, the advance guard, of the, basically the special forces, the Marine uh, Force Recon. These guys saw the film and said, we couldn't, uh, what they did in Fallujah, to go door to door and what, 50,000 doors, kick it in, have to go in there, and if the little kids run around, you shoot them, all of a sudden you're going to be in Leavenworth? That was the heroism of this current generation. But let me be blunt. The, the, the senior officer corps and the generals and the admirals woke, not good. I don't want to hear more about defense. I want to hear about victory. How are you going to win? And I was there. I had to fight them in the, and to try to get out of Afghanistan in 17. They will look you in the eye. They will look you right in the eye, and they will lie to you. They will lie to you. And I don't mean uh, uh, people that make mistakes on information or, or in judgment. I mean bald face lies. They will look at you and bald face lie. That's what Trump had to fight. That's what Trump had to fight. That's what they're trying to keep Trump out. Look at this. Look at this meltdown they're having. And let me bring up an unpleasant topic. Uh, Speaker Johnson went on went on Fox last night for Henry for the first interview and laid out a biblical worldview. Fox News has been the biggest problem in this fight. Let me be blunt. Go back to January. We can do. We got the cuts. This is going to be chaos. As they defended McCarthy, McCarthy and Jim Jordan on there every day. And let's be blunt. Jim Jordan has been cucked by the McCarthy regime. 
This is not Jim Jordan 1.0. This is not the great Jim Jordan that had led fights, and I mean was the leader in fight after fight after fight and taking Boehner out, all of it. That's not the, the Jim Jordan. If that Jim Jordan had been here, he would have been in because it had been an overwhelming tsunami. It wasn't a tsunami. I can tell by this audience. People were very ambivalent. And then when everybody's unmasked, because all the masks came off at the end, Jim Jordan's whipping for McCarthy. They have that bizarro McCarthy, Jim Jordan, uh, you know, a double team, which would have never have been accomplished. Mike Johnson, <clears throat> Mike Johnson is in there because Gates and the Hard Eight, the heroes, the other people that came around, the Magnificent Six, the Mag Six from January, Against everything that Carl Rove and Newt Gingrich and all the announcers over at Fox, because <clears throat> old man Murdoch and the foreigners that run it are globalists. And not just that, the Murdochs are anti-biblical worldview. They threw that girl out that uh, the woman that was trying to get to engage him was like his ninth wife. As soon as she found she was an evangelical Christian, boom, hit the eject button, gone. They are anti Biblical worldview, they fought us tooth and nail. And not MSC, MSNBC ain't the problem, and CNN's not the problem. The problem is the wolf inside the perimeter. The Murdoch-controlled Fox News TV for stupid people. <clears throat> they fought us every inch of the way on this, and they lost. And they're going to lose a lot more, because we're only beginning to fight and we're beginning to win. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room. Was it 90 seconds at the top of the hour? we got a lot to go through. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Check out right now why gold. Ask Philip Patrick and the team. Simple question. Federal Reserve is focused on printing money in, uh, in the central bank digital currency. The rest of the central banks are buying gold. Why has gold been a hedge for 5,000 years of recorded history? Ask him that question. And then think about it over the weekend. And you decide what you're going to do. Short break. Back in a moment. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer. Every year, year in and year out, heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 